and welcome to another show. But it's actually another show presents Pop Culture Climate, the only show on FM radio that covers all your nerd needs, as Gary and Daryl take a look at the current happenings in the world of pop culture, covering film, TV, news and reviews, comics, gaming, anime and more. So tune in if you want a rundown of the top news items, as well as reviews of the latest series to stream, where we aim to save you time with our review system, Binge, Fringe or Cringe, all delivered with a good helping of research and humour to keep you entertained from the first minute to the last. And with that out of the way, hello, Daryl. Hello, Gary. That was better than my intro was going to be. Oh, all right. Well, what was your intro? My intro was going to be, gonna be uh, three hours of show in just two hours. Oh. Because we speak pretty fast. Well, we... I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> although, although if we actually take our flubs out of it, <laughs> we're like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's, it's probably five minutes of radio yeah, exactly. <laughs> delivered over the course of, of two hours. But we did promise some people some news. So I think we should be men of our word and we should give them some news. And because it's in my wheelhouse... I'm going to take the lead on this first news item. Okay. And that is that there's been some developments for Creed 3. Oh. Yeah, it's in the works with writer Zach Balin, yeah. who I must admit I hadn't heard of. No, neither um, have I. But I, I looked into him and he's currently on the Hollywood radar, Ooh. so to speak, um, as he wrote the script for King Richard, uh, which is about the father of tennis champs, Venus and Serena Williams. Oh, have you ever seen? Uh, is it straight out of Compton? Or no, it's the uh, the game did a uh, Compton documentary. No, I've not. And seen that. And they were that. talking about him bringing up his kids in Compton. Oh right, yeah. And they were playing tennis. Oh. And they said, "Why well, you do this? The most dangerous place in the, in the whole of LA to bring your kids yeah. to practice tennis." He said, "Well, if they can do it here, they can do it anywhere." Wow. And then after that, everyone left him alone. There was really? mad respect for that guy. Wow. And his kids away. And, and now he's getting to write Creed Free, which is amazing. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh Oh, oh, you Richard. Been, oh, you meant Richard Williams. Oh, sorry. The I, wasn't, they did have a typewriter in the park. He was a Compton typing out Creed 3. <laughs> well, tennis balls are flying past his face. He's like, if I can do it here, I can do it anywhere. <laughs> he was getting that Creed, you know, like that sort of mindset, you know, like toughness. Um, but, I'm trying to find a, there is, is there a seg oh, segue. Love, uh, to get from that to master movie. I was trying to think. <laughs> I, d I don't know, but I think you're telling us you're trying to think um, about how we get from King Richard, that's going to star Will Smith, yeah. over to Mask. Crusaders. <laughs> Working over time, sorry. Every time someone says Mask, I start singing the theme tune. All oh, right. You see, you see, that shows our age difference a little bit there, because yeah, somebody says Mask to me, I think, P-A-R-T-Y? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got to. No, it's not that mask. It's not another mask movie. Oh, right. It's the cars inside, boats inside thing. Oh, tra Transformers. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Transformers. Oh. But they've been actually got people piloting them who ah. wear masks. Oh, wear masks. Oh, right. Into the name. <laughs> it was, it was in a 1980s uh, kids cartoon by any yeah, chance. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's moving forward with the uh, Bad Boys 4 writers. Bad Boys 4 writers? Yeah, because it goes Bad Boys 1, Bad yeah. Boys 2, Bad Boys 4, life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, very, very, very well done there, Mr. Smith. Very well done. That's about that. There isn't even the information for that at the moment. No, no, that is, that is it. Look, these uh, are our quick hit news items. Yes, we've, so. we've not gone deep into them. So um, we had... Uh, the first sort of big convention of the year, American oh, right. Comic Convention, oh, okay. uh, C2E2, which is in Chicago, hence the C in C2. Ah, I was going to ask you what it meant. 
I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. There wasn't many announcements there. Um, Marvel announced their big crossover for the summer, the big X-Men crossover, because they're having a relaunch at the moment. Oh, right, yeah. And it's going to be called X of Swords, but oh. the X is actually supposed to be a Roman numeral for 10. Oh, okay, so yeah. 10 of Swords, which doesn't really make any no. sense. And basically, most of the X-Men, they get swords. Okay, okay. All different swords. Well, I've, seen the, I've seen the art for it. It yeah. does look cool. I will say uh, that. It does look kind of anime, sort of weird anyway. Very, And they're very also doing an Ultraman comic. Really? Hmm. Well, that's that's interesting. Well, look, I, I don't know where that's gonna. Anyway, yeah, gonna fit into things or if he's, if he's gonna. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, we'll, we'll find out about that. Outside, of, we did have some other comic themed, if you like, news. Um, well, we're sticking with Marvel. Anyway. Yeah, we're sticking with Marvel. Yeah, which is Kevin Feige yeah. is uh, is set to cameo on The Simpsons as a Thanos parody called Chinos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Simpsons, they still got it. <laughs> Do you know what, right? I, I posted this out on, a, on our page, another show with Gary and Daryl. And when I did it, somebody posted back, and I can't remember uh, what it was they posted. And it instantly reminded me of Bolchinians. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like from, from Men in Black. So I was like, okay, well, Men in Black beat you to it. And that was number yeah. two. And actually the one they did, and this is a perfect example where the Simpsons are now, because yeah. that's the joke they're doing is, is Chinios, is movie 42. Yeah. With Hugh Jackman, where he's got uh, testicles on his chin. Yeah. So I was like, that's the level of humour that Simpsons Yeah, but it's because he's got a chin. Is he? Yeah, he's got I a know. chin already. So I know, I know. It's like... it is also, you've seen Movie 42, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, well, I, in my defence, right, I didn't know it was going to be that bad a film <laughs> before I went to... I mean, it is a shockingly... Bad film. Yes. Um, but that's one, not news. So let's no. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in other news, uh, because it is the 1st of March today, that means we've had some more Studio Ghibli films land on Netflix. Oh, cool. Now, in the, f the first like, wave, if you like, yeah. landed on the 1st of February, and we got Castle in the Sky. Yeah. We got My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. And Kiki's Delivery Service. Paul Cajuato. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, but uh, there are more, but I'm just sort of yeah, talking yeah, of the yeah, highlights, yeah, yeah. if you like. They were the three, if you like, highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this well, month... People say Paul Cobos was a highlight, but there you go. I, and I agree with you. I do agree. I, I, I'm a big Ghibli fan. There's yeah, few yeah. that I dislike, yeah. if I'm being well, honest. I, I like all the Miyazaki ones. I haven't seen most of the ones not made by Miyazaki. I think, I'm, I, think I should correct myself. I'm a high Miyazaki yeah, exactly. fan <laughs> as well, yeah. And though his ones yeah. is not one I dislike. Yeah. The others are a little bit hit, yeah. hit and miss. Mm -hmm. But this month we got Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, which is yeah. one of my all-time favourites. Yeah. We got the one that's almost like a remake of Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, Wind, which is Prince Princess Mononoke, which, of course, then is also one of my favourites. Yes, it is my absolute... It's one of my favourite films of all time. Not alone Mizaki, just one of my favourite films of oh, all it's, time. Oh, it's amazing. It, it really is. It, it still holds up to this day. And looking at its release date, 1997... I can't believe that film is 23 exactly. years old. How beautiful is it? Uh, it still looks amazing to this day. And Absolutely one that I've us. got to admit I haven't seen, My Neighbours, The Amadars. Yes, exactly. That's one of those weird ones that's not a, a Miyazaki movie. Well, there you go then. That'll be why I haven't seen it. But, yeah, so each month we're going to get new ones landing. I yeah. think maybe it ends on April because I think it might already be yeah, yeah. 21. Yeah, 21, yeah. Yeah, but so, so that's obviously given everybody something to watch during the week on oh, Netflix. Yeah. Have we got anything else in the news? 
in the news, also on Netflix, because they intend to, when they're releasing the Ghibli films, they'll also release some anime as well. Oh, right. To sort yeah. of like, so you get a lot of anime hitting at the same time. And there is a lot, like, Netflix is a good source for anime. But I find they only do a couple of, like, I like Code Geass. They've only got the first season, they haven't got the second season. Yes, yeah. And now they've got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure coming, Mm -hmm. which is here, not coming, released today as well. But they've only got the first season and the third season. Okay, that doesn't make... So where are you going to go get the second season? Exactly, you go to Crunchyroll most probably. Yeah, most likely. But also JoJo's, each season sort of standalone. Right, okay. So the the themes carry on and like there's a... um, What do you call it? Like everyone's... Grandparents, so it goes lineage. Oh, right, yeah, lineage, the, yeah. The JoJo's. So, but you can watch season three. I think season three sort of was a definitive series where it all starts to coalesce. Right, okay. And so all these ideas come together. Yeah. So I could just say, you just start from there, really. You don't worry about season one or season two. Just start from season three. Maybe Netflix thought exactly the same thing. They thought, well, we don't really need to buy season two. So if we buy season one, everyone's got the beginnings, and then we'll just yeah. jump to season three. Yeah. So that's where it, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was the fault. I mean, by the time cool. season five comes along, it's nothing like season one anyway. Oh, is it not? No, like, oh, right. it really changes. Okay, well, I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out. And the last bit is The Last Man is set to start filming in April for FX. Now, I've got to be honest, I've Why got, The Last Man? Yeah, what exa- well, the, I, I was about to say, <laughs> I've got this bit of news to say, but I don't really know anything about it, so I don't know why I put myself down to say this. So tell us a, a quick little bit about right, uh, Brian K. Vaughan's uh, comic book, he died for Vertigo, Okay, called Why The Last Man. It's about the last man alive. Basically, oh. all all men die except for yeah. um, the main character Yorick, yeah, and he's a uh, monkey Ampsan. Right, okay. And they go on a quest, a travel to find out what what happened. And it's just men that died, and, and yeah, women have survived. Yeah, all, all men have died except for him and his monkey. Oh all wow! All males of all species. Wow. Not just, men, but all men. So nearly everything's going to get wiped out because there's no yeah, well, there's no way to, to reproduce. reproduce. Yeah, and he's gone to look for his uh, girlfriend who's in Australia. Right. Okay. Yeah. Try and find out what's going on. Yeah. And, exactly, yeah. Along the well, way. That, that sounds really interesting, and that's going to be for FX. Yeah. Uh, and when, when's that? Do we have any sort of idea? We well, started filming in April because they lost their first lead, um, who is Barry Kirigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah, left, yeah. and yeah. so they're looking for someone else, and now they've got Ben Schnitzer. I should really write these down. Yeah, somewhere. Schnitzer? Yeah. I'd say it is. Yeah. But we're going to mispronounce names. Yeah. Especially if they're American. Yeah. For some reason, they've all got weird last names. They can't just have Smith or Jones or something. <laughs> they've got to have Z's in them. <laughs> and you are a Smith, so you exactly. don't have to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that, well, okay, that'll be interesting. Look, as you said, there's there's a play. We don't know when it's going to be out, but it sounds like a really interesting premise. What also made me laugh, it was a DC comic book. Oh, really? I didn't know Because Vertigo was part of DC. Right, yeah. And now it's going to be shown on FX, yeah. which is now Disney. <laughs> okay, okay. <yes. laughs> yeah, so. I like the way you've, you've uh, yeah, spun because that together. They, they were going to make it into a movie, but they lost yeah. the rights a long time ago, yeah. and the original owners got it back. So Brian K. Vaughan and the, uh, the uh, artist Pierre Guida. Yeah, so they got it back, oh, so yeah. they sold it to FX. Ah, interesting. Well, look, that's our quick hit news. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. your, your your five minute salvo, if you like. That took thirteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although to be fair, we were slightly delayed. It probably took us about ten minutes to to be realistic. Um, but we have got some some more meaty you bits. Play notes. a song first, or um, yeah. Do you know what? Let's play a little song. Yeah. Before we get to the main topic of the news, we've just got a quick bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. some trailer hot takes oh, yeah. from our silent guest host yeah. and creative consultant, my brother, yeah. your friend, Ryan. Take it away. 
Great takes, Ryan. Great takes. That was takes. great. That was great. Honestly, like yeah. uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody more accurately break down a trader yeah. than he did, and so, so succinctly as yeah, well. Yeah, that Candyman trader take that was amazing. It, it was honestly and rumble. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. I, I felt like there was a rumble going on in here. Exactly. I think his breakdown of that trailer was yeah. actually going to be better than that film because that film doesn't look that great. Oh, does it not? <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should probably have checked. I should probably have checked the trailers out before he told us about them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but talking of things we probably should have checked out beforehand, which we actually did, we got some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I didn't check the last quick news one, did I? So I was like, why last? <laughs> but this one we we actually have checked out. We've got some meteor news yes. items for you. Um, take it away with the first bit, Daryl. Right, so Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, is no longer the CEO of Disney. He's is out. He not? He's gone. He's gone? Yes. What, what happened? Um, he's just retired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't... Because, like, the, the CEO... No corporate espionage. No, the, the CEO before him yeah. was Michael Eisner, and right. he was ousted. Oh, was he? And, he? and replaced with Bob Iger. Bob Iger right. was the second in charge and okay. took over when Eisner got um, outed by Rob Disney. Oh, okay. And if you want to read about that, read the book Disney War. Oh, that does it. <laughs> yeah. Little play on the fact they owned Star Wars, I'm assuming, with that title. No, because this was written a long time ago. Oh, was it really? This was written, yeah, before just as Bob Iger start, was going to take over. Ah, so it was like it was written in the stars in a galaxy. Yeah, yeah, this is before far they. they exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is before they bought Pixar. Oh, right, yeah. Or Marvel, or Lucas, or uh, Fox, which has all been bought. Reign. So he's had a really good time. Yeah, he's had he's a brought, tremendous like, and time. And I think that's why he's retired. He's going out on the high. Because this year yeah. was the best year for film. I think Disney's ever going to have. Next year's looking a little bit on the lean side. Well, they haven't got... Uh, did Infinity and Endgame come out the same year? No, no. No, Infinity they were... It was 18, so 19 yeah. was Endgame. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you've got Endgame, you've got... Um, Toy Story uh, 4. Toy Story 4, Frozen yeah. 2, Aladdin, yep. Dumbo, yes. Lion King. Yes. Was that all this year? That was all this That was all last year. Wow. It was a bumpy oh, okay, year. Okay, yeah, yeah. So if, if you're planning on, on ducking out in the next couple of years and you see what's on the, on the, the shelf, if you like, yeah. or on the slate coming up for the next year... You could look at it and go, oh, you Eternals. Know yeah, Eternals. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm off. Onward and Eternals. Talking to people that yeah. are onwards and they're going and they're mm. out. Right. Spielberg yeah. is out of directing Indy 5. Oh, right. Yeah, he's gone. That's it. Okay. He's not doing it. However, yeah. we've got a replacement. Yeah. And that is James Mangold. Yeah. He's in. Deanna James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's directing. <laughs> now, now for, for pure clarity purposes here, I didn't write that joke. <laughs> so I, I got to it and I'm like, I don't know if I can deliver this joke <laughs> with the same aplomb that Daryl does. <laughs> you sort of uh, added a little bit of, uh, anyway, ruined the transition there. I think. <laughs> I think I did. But for those who don't know, everybody knows the name Steven Spielberg. The name James Mangold might not be as recognisable to your average fan, but he did do, in some people's opinion, the only good Wolverine film. Yeah, in everyone's opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll sort of stop for a second. I'm like, maybe not featuring, because Days of Future Past is, is yeah. well, Wolverine solo first class, movie. sorry, first class, yeah. Wolverine solo movie. He's not yeah. first class. No, he's, he only features in, in first class. Or a second, there's a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he did that. He also did a film that I'm a big fan of, actually, which is the remake of 310 to Yamaha. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. I thought Russell Crowe and, and Christian Bauer are brilliant in that. I had no idea he had anything to do with that yep. mm -hmm. whatsoever. Um, and, of course, he done um, the 
Oscar winner Ford versus Ferrari. When we say Oscar winner, we mean he got like one for editing and one for like music <laughs> sound design or something. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't win any big awards, but he no. still. But Oscar is our oh, Oscars. Uh, hey, look, you, you, uh, who is it? Peter Capaldi. Do you know yeah. he's got an Oscar? Has he? Yes, he won. He won it for a short film, and mm-hmm. uh, he said it's, it's quite weird when you win a short film because. They do that before the main ceremony. So you're kind of up there and you do it and people are like, who are you? What have you done? Why are you here? He said, and then you go to the after party because you've won an Oscar and everyone's like, oh, what did you win? You're like, oh yeah, I won best short and they just disappear. (laughs) 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 It's the best repellent you can get in Hollywood. (laughs) So yes, that pretty much covers that news in terms of Indiana Jones. We got anything else, Daryl? Um, yeah, um, Star Wars, they've announced a new line of books. Oh. It's a five-novel series. Yeah? It's, a, it's called Star Wars The High Republic. Oh, okay. And it's set 200 years before the start of the first... Uh, Skywalker. Star, yeah, the Skywalker saga. Yeah? Um, Charles Saul, who writes for Marvel Comics, who writes like 20 Marvel Comics a month or something. Really? Well, he does write a lot of comics. Yeah. Or used to, because he's a lawyer. Oh, okay. And he said he could always write fast. He's used to writing big, long things as a lawyer. Yeah. So he used that. He could write five, six books. I mean, they're not the best books you've ever written, but yeah. he could write them. Okay. That's so okay. he's writing the first novel, and it's called, what's it called? It's called The Light of the Jedi. The Light of the Jedi. Okay, yes. interesting. Now, he said uh, there's also some comic books coming out, but not published by Marvel. Right. Published by IDW. Okay. IDW have published some Disney stuff as well. So that's a bit weird. It's not from Marvel, but there you go. Okay, and it's going to be a Star Wars um, book that they're publishing, full rights to all characters and everything like that, even though it's not. What's that? The the, the uh, IDW comic book. Yeah, is that is that going to be full licensed or? What do you mean full licensed? Well, also, so Marvel obviously would have full license because they're owned by Disney. They can do what yeah. they like. You know, they could make it canon for argument's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, they could gonna... make it. Uh, something that's used for future films. Yeah. You know, like, or IDW, again, they have the same freedom. Oh, yes. No, well, they said that it's not going to be used in films. Oh, uh, is that... Some so this is it? It's not going to be like a roadmap for films? That's, well, that's what they're saying, but you don't know. You think... Maybe they're thinking, so we'll see how it turns out. If it turns out well, I mean, there is a... Yeah, uh, I was about to say a Yeti. <laughs> is it Yeti? <laughs> a Wookiee Jedi. Oh, Wookiee so, Jedi. A Wookiee Jedi. So people might think, they go, oh, I really want to see that. So, you know, yeah. it, may, it may become a film. We don't know. But at the moment, they're saying not really they are just going to be a book series okay well it, as you said i think it does depend on how well they come out because if, if game of thrones taught us anything um two things one if you go ahead of the written material you know, yeah. or written material is usually better you know, like, yeah. to, to work with and two don't hire people that have uh, ideologies or, or, or ambitions to go work for star wars and then use that to go work for netflix <laughs> that, for me that's that's the rule if yeah, you're exactly, doing an yeah, exactly. adaptation okay. um, in, te- in five to six years time are you going to be hired for disney to do a uh, star wars uh, line of movies and again i don't know <laughs> i don't know i hope does, so <laughs> does disney own star wars at this point no but they might right <laughs> <laughs> so we need to know yeah. <laughs> and then are you going to dump them to go do a thing for netflix and again what are you talking about? <laughs> Where's Netflix? Netflix, that rental company. Like, what are you talking about? They're making their own shows now. What? Well, look, um, so that, that's, that covers that bit of news. Now, I'm going to have to read this one a little bit more verbatim, uh, the next bit of news, because I've got a bit of gaming news. Oh, not, you know, not movies, not no comics, way. not anime. No, we, we're covering gaming. Oh. Yeah, and that's because this week... Is it um, Plants vs. Zombies 4? How did you know? <laughs> or is it 3? It's all 3D and it's now going vertically instead of horizontally. <laughs> oh, I thought you were really joking. So we are going to cover this then. No, no, no. <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, right. I'm waiting for it to be released on the, uh, on the App Store so I can play it. 
Are you, I'm not joking. Are you? No, that's not a Plants vs. Zombies. My I, I, I'm not a fan of, of Plants vs. Zombies, but what I am a fan of yeah. is the Xbox. The Xbox. Yes. Um, I, I've, I've owned every I'm Xbox. I'm more of a V-Box man myself. <laughs> like pushing his buttons. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But from talking off pushing buttons, Pulling I see what... <laughs> <laughs> but if you push the buttons of this machine, that's what it can do. It's delivering four times the processing power Ooh. of an Xbox One. Oh, I don't know what the processing power of an Xbox One is, but this is doing four times the amount of Ooh. it. Oh, <laughs> exactly. It's going to enable developers... Yeah. To leverage 12, that's right, count it. 12. Not, not 10, not 11, 12 teraflops. You can't count the 10, 12 teraflops. It'd take you 344 years. <laughs> well, well, you can then. <laughs> if you've got a stack, yeah. that's a little uh, nod toward carbon there, I could, uh, I could do it. Um, of GPU graphics processing unit for those oh. aren't, aren't good. Um, for us, that is twice that. Of the Xbox One. X. Yes, yes, very well put in there, X. And more than eight times the original Xbox One. Somebody called Spencer said. (laughs) 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 He called the next generation Xbox processing (laughs) and graphics power a true generation. This is off the Xbox website. (laughs) So this Spencer works there and he said it is a a true generational leap. We would do, wouldn't (laughs) he? He's not going to go, oh yeah, no, it's not really good. (laughs) It's not really good. I wouldn't waste your money, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think we need to bounce this bit. I think we do. Look, 120 frames per second, uh, and then there's some other stuff. The, the controller hasn't changed. It could do backwards compatibility, uh, compatibility, but likely only to be Xbox One uh, games to start with. There's been a handful of games that have been announced: Halo Infinite, Sensua Saga, Hellblade Two, and Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. Um, so that's pretty much the the meat. In the bone, on the bone Ooh, of the news. news. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as you can see, I am a tech aficionado. <laughs> you know, all the lingo, all the I, jargon. I've got it all down now. I've got it all down. You know. GPU, Gary Processing Unit. That's right. That's, uh, come up with that one on the fly. And with that, to give our brains a chance to, to recalibrate, uh, let's have some music. Daryl's Comic Book Corner. Daryl's Comic Book Corner. Oh, I've been waiting not to be really this looking at, I'm not really looking at a comic book this week. I'm looking oh. at a comic book adaptation. Oh, tell me more. Because, you know, Netflix at the moment, they're yeah. doing quite a few of them. Yeah. They're... They've done uh, Umbrella Academy by Jared Way. Yes. They've yes. done uh, Joe Hill, who's uh, Stephen... Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. Stephen something or other. Stephen, uh, uh, oh, the shining. Not yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I not remember it? It's um. Oh, we're going to move on. Yeah. Anyway, you're, you're going to keep talking his son, about it. Yeah. Lock and Key. Yeah, yeah. That was a comic book as well. That's oh, been made right, into yeah. now a series as well, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, it has. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, also, uh, they bought Mark Miller's uh, like uh, Mark Miller World. Oh, right, okay. Mark yeah. Miller is responsible for the Ultimates, which, of course, became sort of uh, the Avengers. Yes. He wrote the Civil War as well. Right, which yeah. Which is, of course, Captain America Civil War. Yes. Also did Jackass. Not Jackass, Kick-Ass. <laughs> did Jackass. Yeah, he wrote, Jack- yeah. He wrote Kick-Ass. Yeah. And he also wrote Secret Service, The Kingsman. Ah, Talking of Kings, that's the name. 
by the way. Stephen King. Stephen King, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I didn't have, to, didn't have to IMDB it because my internet isn't working at the <laughs> yeah, moment. Exactly. And you were talking, and I was like, oh, God, it's got to come to me. And I was like, well, we are doing Jack the King. King, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, they, um, so, yeah, Mark Miller's got quite a mm-hmm. few things now lined up with Netflix coming. Yeah. One's called uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, okay. And most of those are based on like superhero comic books, well, superhero powers. Yes. That are not, you know, not lock and key, but are both on Fred Academy and yeah. Jupiter's Legacy about superheroes, well, people with superpowers. Okay. And also, at the moment, they're doing, I'm not okay with this. Oh, okay. That, that came out the other day, didn't it? Yeah, that's, that's quite a new release. Yes, came out on Friday, yes. Wow. And I've watched it all already. Okay. Because <laughs> each episode's only 18 to 28 minutes. Oh, right. And there's yeah. only seven of them, so you can get through it fairly quickly. That's weird. Seven episodes. I wonder why they've done seven. No, oh, yeah. Um, That's yeah. strange. Sometimes six. I understand that. I, I was watching it, as I said to you, I think you could probably have made it a film. Really? Yeah, yeah, pro- possibly. Possibly. But it's I didn't watch it, so tell me about right, it. What's so it about? it's based on a comic book okay. by uh, Charles uh, Forsman. Yep. And it was developed and directed by Jonathan Entwistle. Yeah. And also they both worked together before on uh, End of the Effing World. Oh, Channel right, 4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was also a comic book. Yeah, and that was also on Netflix. That's also on Netflix, yeah. yeah. They sold it to Netflix internationally. Yeah. Yep. And so it's about a character called uh, Sydney Novak, mm-hmm. played by Sophia Lillis. Oh, right, yeah. And she's a teenager who's mm-hmm. dealing with a lot, like most teenagers are. She's right. dealing with her father's suicide, losing her best friend to the school staff quarterback. Right. And having to write a diary using a pen. A goddamn pen. It's 2020. <laughs> Who's writing a book with a pen? Also, though, is this what most teenagers are going through? You're like, she's going through a lot, like most teenagers. Father suicide, losing her best friend, a star quarterback, having a run right. Is that, yeah. is that common? And also learning how to use her destructive telekinetic powers. Oh. Which is what every teenager I know has gone through. Yeah, they actually, 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 actually yeah, to be fair, I, I often have to, to worry about that, you know, like lifting up little items and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I get a little bit angsty, you know, like then that, exactly. that Lucasade bottle in front of me, other drinks are available. Uh, <laughs> might start lifting. <laughs> Go on, I don't want to slow you down because we've got a lot right, to get so through. So, Wyatt Allfleff plays her best, well, her new friend. Okay, yeah. Because her best friend, obviously, with the, with the quarterback. quarterback yeah. yeah. He's named Stanley uh, Barber. I've not seen this guy in anything, but apparently he was in it with Sophia Lillis, they're both part of the Losers Club. Uh, as I haven't seen this, I don't, I watch, I don't really watch that many horror movies. Okay. I'm not a big horror movie fan. Oh, so Sophia Illis is the one who has the abusive father. Yeah, she's the little, it. he's the ginger girl. Yes, yeah, yeah, the redhead. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. And and uh, Wyatt Olaf is the other guy who looks like the other guy from, from Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But for me, he's the highlight of the whole season because he's meant to be like a sort of nerdy outcast, but he's got this such a great weirdo energy. Yeah. He feels like he's swaggering, he's sort of half dancing in his movements. Yeah. He's dressing like, he's dressing like he's in the 70s, he's wearing like a purple, like a uh, blue suit at some point. Yeah, yeah. He, to me, he's the standout. He's yeah. got that sort of weird energy, like like Gus Dafferton or Jarvis Cook Scott. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to say, right, I feel like you're a little bit jealous. Like, this is who you want to model yourself after. Exactly. That's and, like then, that, all. and then Jarvis Cocker came in and was like, oh, of course. So we've rounded out by the rest of the cast. We've got Sophia Bryant, Adina, uh, her best friend. Okay. Who she says, uh, we used to spend all our time together, but then she had a braces token off and grew breasts, and now all the guys are interested in her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember when I grew best breasts. <laughs> breasts. We got Kathleen Rose Perkins as her mum, Maggie Novak. Yeah. Uh, we've got Richard Ellis as Brad Lewis, who's the jock. Okay. Yep. Who who's supposed to be like the handsome? I think he just looks like a bit of a dweeb. I, <laughs> I do you know? I think this might be his debut role. 
yeah. as well. Yeah, I think so. I did, because although obviously I haven't watched this, I did put together the actors and yeah, the yeah. IMDb mm -hmm. for you. And I didn't see anything before on yeah, his yeah. one. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I did see was his um, uh, showreel on yeah, his yeah. IMDb. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave it away to me that he's probably right, not yeah. been in the beat. And also, we've got, this is going to be, this is going to get me. This is Aiden. 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 <laughs> Wojtak. Hisong. <laughs> Other than getting the, the, the English sounding <laughs> name wrong, <laughs> yeah, you, you got the, um, what the is it, Nordic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the younger brother, Liam Novak, who I think is also brilliant. He's got such a cheerful demeanour all the way through. Yeah. He sort of seems so happy and sort of light. He's a yeah. I think he's a really well, good he's, actor. He's, he's also got like that, that, those, those beautiful blonde curly locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, like, That innocence just yeah, exactly. screams innocence I, I, to you, I think you'll be seeing him a lot of like, places as well. Yeah. But um, one thing I found is weird about this show is it's supposed to be set now. Right. You see, like, one person using their phone at one point. Yeah. But then everything else seems a bit acronistic. Like, the girls are dancing at a party to, like, a song by S-Z-N-K-Z-A. Right. I always call them Nazaka Lines. Yeah. A song called Two Hearts, which is yeah. a fairly modern song. It's about right. four years old. Yeah. But then no one uses YouTube at all no one's watching you're all like watching normal tv no one's using like looking that's at the phones constantly it's half the problem isn't it is because if we actually represented real life the way it is these days you can't make anything interesting yeah anymore. exactly because it would just be a bunch of people looking at their screens exactly. that's all any show would be it's like the age old when somebody gets kidnapped or something like that you have to set it in the past now to make it an interesting story yeah exactly because otherwise they're just gps location track yeah. my phone you know or, or something like that or go online and check something you know mm -hmm. like as they would so yeah it sounds it sounds like they are aware that it does kind of give you certain limitations if she's doing a diary in an ipad well they've said she said they when the woman gives her the diary she said well i can type this he said no oh, no, no oh no no i want you to write it in the book it makes it feel better or something she gives oh, her some okay. excuse to write in the diary so it can be used as a plot device later obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but also it's produced by sean levy who's the producer on stranger things with the two brothers Okay, so yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think maybe when they were advertising, they go from the bloke who brought you End of the World and the bloke who brought you Stranger Things in, it had yes. like a more of an 80s vibe. People began, oh, it feels like a bit like it's copying on the running, trying to get off the back of it, maybe. Oh, yeah, abs no, absolutely it would do. It would definitely feel that way. Yeah. So I'd say it's worth a watch. Okay. I'd say it's fairly short. If you don't like moody, snarky teenage girls, low. Probably give it a miss because okay. <laughs> there's a lot of snarky teenage girl in it. Lots right. of her having arguments with her mum. When you think to yourself, "Why are you both arguing for?" Yeah. Like we've met, I've met my parents yeah. all like that all the time. We don't argue with each other. <laughs> yeah. about? You know, in America, they're having an argument because someone didn't say have a nice day or something. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. That's normal people in England. Why, why are you arguing for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's. I think if if my parents ever said have a nice day to me, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I'd have thought they were imposters. Yeah, exactly. Like someone had stolen their stack or something yeah. like that. Stolen their stack. <laughs> Sold, stolen their stack, Daryl. I was trying to tear us up because I'm mindful of the time. And yeah, I wanna... okay. Yeah, well, let me just finish. Yeah, yeah okay. Go ahead. I was going to finish anyway, and now we're dragging it out longer. So gonna... <laughs> Which is probably down so, to yeah, me. So I'm saying, but watch it. I think the last episode, like the last couple of minutes of the last episode, is a real sort of doozy, and it will make you want to see what happens next. Oh, really? But hopefully, mm. you know, hopefully there's more to come. Yeah, well, look, seven episodes, 18 to 20 minutes an episode. I can imagine it's relatively easy to produce. Oh, yeah, and it's very it gets a very fast watch. Yeah, exactly. Once it like, starts to pick up. And look, I think was The Witcher was number one last year, but second was Afterlife. 
oh, most right, watched okay. show on Netflix last year, and they're twenty odd minutes yeah, an yeah. episode. I think that's a good formula. Yeah, you know, good formula. And talking of good formulas, and the reason I wanted to, I didn't, I wouldn't want to bring an end to your. I'm, I'm not okay with this. I just wanted to let you know we're not going to go to a song next. Right, okay. We're going to go straight into the review right. and see how we do for time. We might have a song afterwards. Yeah, okay. Well, we definitely will have a song afterwards. Because this week, mm-hmm. we've done a joint review, sort of. So you yeah. did I'm Not Okay With This On Your Own. Yeah. But also this week, we had Altered Carbon released. And I hadn't seen any of it. Okay. You'd seen season one. Yes. I hadn't seen any. And as a father of two kids, two and under, me trying to watch what would have been 18 hours of content during the week and prepare this show and do all the social media was never going to happen. But I also was kicking myself because I can't believe I missed it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take you through season one because I think anybody that's thinking of watching it, they might be like me. They might not watch season one. Mm -hmm. So let's give them a bit of a rundown. So season two, and you're going to pick up there, makes a bit more sense. So look, just to start with, like most of the best sci-fi, Auto Carbon is set in a hellish, dystopian, cyberpunk future, written by Daryl. <laughs> That's a great little line there that I kept in, where society has been transformed by technology, and in particular, stacks. Now, I know what you're asking me, what Gary. What stacks? What are stacks? What are stacks? They are not a way Pancakes. to manage your, your employees <laughs> at no. Microsoft. No, no it's not they're a not rating what, system. They're not what you buy on the stock market. No. <laughs> There's sticks, though. You buy sticks on the stock oh, market. Oh, you buy sticks, yeah. in, the stock sticks on the stock market, stocks, yeah. stocks on the stock market, Stocks are the pancake market. Exactly, yes. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we got there. So, stacks are essentially chips, for wanting of a better expression. Oh, so they're not pancakes, they're chips. Yes, they're, they're chips. Yeah, they're, they're crisps. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Gonna, I'm going to get through this one nice and quick, aren't I? So, they're inserted into everybody at the age of one. Essentially, the milkshake. Yeah, they're like uh, a disc in your spine. <laughs> yeah. No, like a milkshake. Wait, everybody has milkshake inserted to them at the age of one. <laughs> I don't know where your brain is on this show, but I'm liking it. We have chips in McDonald's just dip them in the milkshake. No, oh, <laughs> maybe you do. I definitely don't. I dip it in the sauce. You know, I'm traditional. But look, what these chips do is they record every memory you ever make. That's what they do. Yeah, they're like a hard drive for your brain. Exactly, right? That's what you should have said. We'd but have what does quicker. that mean? <laughs> yeah, we, <would've>, yeah <laughs> we maybe wouldn't have had to talk about <laughs> dipping your chips in milkshake and filling people up with milkshake. Stop talking about it. Get through this. So wait, basically, what do these do? They seemingly make humans immortal. Yes. Because what does that mean? Your body now, as they call it in the show, just becomes a sleeve. Yeah. So as long as your stack stays intact, yeah. you know, stacks intact, you can live in another body. doesn't matter. Which then... Well, actually, I'll tell you about who our main protagonist is before right, okay. I start asking the questions. And our main protagonist is a guy called Takeshi Kovac. Now, he's a former elite soldier mm-hmm. or, or, or a type of soldier called an envoy. Yes. Uh, or terrorist, depending on whose side you're taking. Yes, he was know? originally, though, a part of the protectorate, wasn't he? he yes, was which are like their version of the cops. Yes. Sort of, or like their version of CIA, Yes, I probably would say. He was part of that. They, he kind of, because of issues with his sister, who he kind of might have to kill, but he doesn't want to. And then in that moment, he has a choice, kill his sister and the Yakuza, who she's with, or kill the protectorate that he's with and his sister takes out the Yakuza. And they go on the run together and they run into the envoy. And that's how he becomes an envoy and how he becomes... A, uh, a terrorist, and the envoys are almost mythical soldiers. They're, they're supposed to be able to have this great intuition. They're supposed to be, you know, expert fighters, expert interrogators, but also experienced interrogation as they're well. They're also 
when they because uh, when you change when you get your stack taken out and put into a new sleeve, mm. you get what they call uh, stack sickness, didn't you? Yes. It takes you a while to sort of get coordinated, yes. and they don't suffer from that. They've learned how to sort of figure they've, that one out. Exactly. They've and that could be spoiler alert for for anybody that hasn't seen it. It could be because the main leader of the employees actually well, Chris. Falconer? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I've been practising saying that, by the way. I've said about I'm five times. so glad you did that, because I was like, well, Christ, well, Christ uh, played Falconer. by Rennie Lise Goldsbury. Yes. And very well played by her, actually. I thought, I thought everybody's brilliant in this. Yeah. Um, she actually made them. Yes. So it makes sense that they would learn how to overcome certain issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, she that, made this, that she found the technology yeah. that made the stacks. Now, the reason I tell you all of that about the invoice, it lets you know why... Takeshi Kovac has been brought back from the past, 250 years in the past, to the present day. And it's by somebody that's classified as a meth. And yeah. they are essentially your super rich elite. Yeah. And he's been murdered. And they um, they get their bodies cloned, don't they? So if they die, they can get put back into the same cloned yeah. body. Because usually if you get a new sleeve, it's not the same sleeve as you had before. Which is something they, they play uh, have a lot of fun with in this series. Where yeah. they'll, they'll put, uh, for example, the uh, Detective Ortega, her nan... Is put yeah. into a uh, like a biker's body, yeah. You know, like complete, they really do parallel opposites. They actually do that twice because they put uh, Avery Elliott into a, a man's body as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it does allow them to do things like that and also play on identities and ask you the question really is what makes you you? Yes, you mm -hmm. know, is it is it your body that you're born yeah. with? Is it your blood? Is it your brain? Yeah. If you believe in it, is it your soul? Yes. But then, if you say, "Well, it's your soul," well, what is your soul then? Yeah, it's what your is, soul, yeah. your collection of memories. Is it your collection of consciousness? Your consciousness is built up by your memories. Mm -hmm. You know, so so it really does ask a lot of questions. And as I said, he was brought from the past to solve this meth's murder. Yeah. He's been killed, but he's uploaded himself into a clone body yeah. and he's lost 48 hours. So he yes. wants to know who's done it, essentially, so it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And all the evidence suggests he did it to himself. Yes. And he's, his ego won't allow him to believe that that's the case. Now, the story, not it's quite linear to start with. The first couple of episodes, we... We, we go along from A to B. And yeah, we go very the much like a neo-noir detective story at the beginning. Very much, very much. Where you, you kind of... Although, to be fair, most noir detective stories start at the end and then they'll take you back. You know, it's like I was in a deep bar one day and this woman walked in. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. You know, she was like a woman I've never seen before. And then it takes you back to their meeting. Whereas this, it started with the attack oh, no. on Takeshi. What's called in style like that? Lebowski done style like that. <laughs> Best Neon in the world I've ever made. <laughs> uh, I agree. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed myself through this okay. anyway, um, because because I, I do want us to talk about season two, and and, and I don't get chance. But this, a lot of people are gonna talk about it being like Blade Runner. Yes. But the fact is, is that I can see why it's got that cyberpunk visuals, got that neo noir style plot. But it, but outside of that. It's nothing like it because, as you quite rightly put, and I couldn't agree with you, it has an engaging plot. Yes, exactly. Uh, spread over 10 hours. Yes. Blade Runner was spread over three hours and it couldn't keep me engaged. No, exactly. You didn't have any plot. No, not whatsoever. I mean, and, and as I said, as we've already highlighted, it forces the audience to ask themselves questions, questions about yourself. But also, because you ask yourself those questions, you can now interpret the show in your own way. Depending on your own morality, depending on what you think is right, you can watch the show and people's actions in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you a believer, Daryl? Yes. That's what I've got to say. Are you a believer? But also, look, it does some great stuff with, as we talk about the noir, with the tropes, some classics thrown in, and like 
uh, his character was smoking, and he actually yeah. makes reference to the fact <laughs> that he's been put into an ex-smoker's body, yeah, so and that's why he's smoking. You have the classic femme fatale, yeah. uh, the blonde femme fatale in uh, Miriam Bancroft's character, and the puppet master behind the string scenes, pulling all the strings, and our main character doesn't know about it. He knows everything except for that one thing, that knife stabbing him in the back. <laughs> and who was it? And again, spoiler alert, so if anybody wants to close their ears, it was his sister. <gasps> so, with that in mind, just to quickly finish, I think Joel Kinnaman was made for that role. Yes. I mm -hmm. think he... Because what do you need in a lead detective in a noir film? You need him to be big, intimidating, emotionless, char charisma vacuums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you need him to be. But also you need him to be... Good looking, yeah, rogues, you know, like rough, lovable in their own way. Best part I've seen him play. Without actually, but I've only seen Robocop and Suicide Squad, <laughs> and I hate <laughs> both those films with a burning, fiery passion. I know, you and I love Ord Carbon. So yeah, and, and, and he is brilliant. And look, uh, there's some other great performances from Chris Connor as Poe, the eccentric, possessive, and lovable Edgar Allan Poe inspired artificial uh, artificial oh, intelligence hotel. You've got to see his character. He absolutely steals the show. You've got Atto Essendo, who plays Vernon, the not-so-Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson, yeah. <laughs> who's a, an ex-medics uh, soldier. You've got Detective uh, Ortega, who plays that kick-ass female detective lead. And no nonsense from anybody. You do. There is a lot of nudity. A lot, probably a little... Too yeah, much yeah, on the female yeah, I'll side, exactly, I think. A little bit too much. Let me see his... Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I don't a, think I saw... Did we see... I think we see his bum, maybe. I think so, but I don't think we saw Kinnaman's little man. No. I don't think we did. No, no, but I think we see his bum, maybe. 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 It, was, it has been two years I, since I watched it. I yeah. watched it the day he came out, I think. And, and nearly every female character in it does a full frontal nudity. You see Miriam Bancroft, uh, Ortega, Detective Ortega, and um, uh, Ray... Ray's no, character yeah. play, his sister, all three of them do full frontal nudity scenes. Yeah. Whereas I can't say that any of the main characters, male characters, do. So I think in that sense, if we're talking about the male gaze, yeah. <laughs> is still a little bit existing in yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. To, to you're like, fair. do we really need... There was a couple of things with Ortega when she's naked and you're like, this is just gratuitous. It, the, For me, yeah. I, I, what do you mean? Like, yeah. it's a gorgeous looking woman, but even I'm finding it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, like the scene when the sister takes over her, her sleeve, she's in the bath scene, she yeah, stands yeah. up naked. There's no need for that. Did, no, not, yeah, did exactly. not need to see that whatsoever. Um, yeah. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying that she's a very attractive woman. But, but yeah, it yeah. does feel gratuitous. But look, and, and just to finally uh, finish it off, look, the soundtrack's great all the mm -hmm. way through. They used uh, the Johnny Cash song, God's Gonna Cut You Down, which I used in my, my film, although they did a, a more cyberpunk-inspired version from <laughs> Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Yeah, it was better than mine, <laughs> to, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and it's all got a delivery. It's brilliantly paced. Yeah, from the yeah. moment it starts, they know just when to... to I ebb the flow up, you know, to ramp the action, yeah. to, to mm -hmm. keep you interested, then bring you back down again to get you in that detective field, to chasing yeah. down leads. I thought it was brilliant. I couldn't believe it was a TV series. Couldn't believe that I'd missed it. But as I tee you up for part two, and if we go over a little bit over the hour, I don't really no, mind. No, don't it mind. doesn't matter. My big fear about season two is I felt like Kinnaman was born to play that role. And the problem is his character. Now, the sleeve can change. Yes. But his character, his personality is dependent on that stack. So no matter what sleeve he goes in, as we saw throughout season one, his personality remains the same. Yeah. And my worry is we've now hired an actor who's filled with personality. Yes, exactly. Filled with yeah. it. 
And we're going to stick him in a role where I worry all he's going to be able to do is an impersonation of Joel Kinnaman's character. So season one, it's definitely a binge for me because that's what I did. It's a binge. But what about season two? Right, so season two, as you was referring to, he's no, 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 no longer Joel Kinnaman. No. He's now Anthony Mackie of, uh, of Marvel's Falcon fame. Yes, absolutely, yep. And or Last Christmas if you're a Seth Rogen fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But also, yeah, as you say, he's filled with... Uh, Personalities that so, so in this he's got to downplay it. Yes, okay. As, yeah, I, okay. as I said, he the uh, Kovac's a bit of a miserable PRS. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He's a bit yeah. of a down. He's a bit. I mean, so he, so he does play it down. He doesn't get. He doesn't get to use his charm. No. So much. He doesn't get to use that winning smile that he's got. Oh yeah. He's he I don't think he sm maybe smiles twice in the whole time of the series. <laughs> oh you know wow. It's going to be a jolt to my system <laughs> watching Anthony Mackie. Not and also, I think I'd be watching the whole time thinking someone's going to go on your left the yeah, whole time. <laughs> but one thing he does bring yeah. is a real good sense of physicality. Yeah? The, the action in this is top top notch. Some real good close ca ca action, you know. Yeah. Close well, quarter action, lots of gunfighting. Well, I really enjoyed the action in season one, and you're telling me it's better. I think it's better. I think because wow. he's a, a smaller guy, yeah. and he's a bit more stocky, and he's a bit more sort of... He's supposed to these this new sleeve is like a uh, protective a protective a protective sleeve. Right, oh, a protectorate. Sleeve. Yeah, protectorate. Yeah, sleeve. Yeah. So it's made. It's got a bit of uh, wolf DNA in it. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a little bit more sort of dialing, and it's a little bit more faster. Yeah. It's got a bit more pace to him. He's not a giant lumbering giant. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. So he's got a little bit more. He can flip and do like. Yeah. There's like a scene in, in one of the other series where he's having a fight in a ring. Oh, right. Or a circle. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, he's just going to town on them, and he's, he's really great. Yeah. yeah so because his character, um, the one of the sleeves that he's played when he's an envoy, that, that actor, he yeah. could really move. Yeah. You know, like, he had great action. Does he reappear in the series? He does reappear in this. Ah, tell me more. I'd be pleased to know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm only going, spoiler-wise, yeah. plot-wise, I'm only telling what happens in the first two episodes. Okay, yeah, we I understand. spoil the first season because it's been out for two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this has only just come out. I don't really want to give all the game away. No, and for those that listen to our take on Hunters, that will be how we do our reviews. Because I think the best thing for us to do is we might very well watch the whole series if we've binged it. That's the point of the review system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for this purpose, we're going to give you the flavour. We're going to let you know what you're walking into. Yeah. So I'll give you a bit of plot, but yeah. only enough to begin, begin with so you know where you're coming from, what it's like. Exactly. Because if you go into it blind, you're probably going to walk into a door. Yes, that door. exactly. That was another Daryl joke. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I could see you were going to get in there. I'm like, I like that joke. I'm throwing it in. <laughs> right, so... Um, Poe's back. Oh, yes. And uh, he's now a little medallion. What? He's like a little medallion. Oh, so you can carry him around. So he carries him, him around. Oh, yeah, carries him around with him. But unfortunately, while carrying him around, he's got a bit damaged, so he's glitching out a little bit. No. Yeah, so he's forgetting things. And oh. um, uh, Kovacs is like, why don't you just reset? Yeah. He said, because he doesn't want to reset, because he doesn't want to forget the girl. What's the girl's name? Livy? Livy, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to forget her. He thinks if he resets, he might forget her. Oh, no. So he's trying hard not to reset, but he's glitching out and he's forgetting things. Because for those um, that may not have seen season one already, she really kicks some butt at the end of it. I yeah. mean, he goes full on Morpheus with her in the virtual reality world. He's like, now she knows Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah. So together, they're still searching. It's about 30 years from the last season. Yeah. They're still searching for uh, Quell. 
Like it's called a quail because I can't keep saying quail fish falcon now. But you said it again, eh? Yeah. So, so the start, the start they're still looking for, huh? Yes. They're trying to get enough credits to get off world to go somewhere else. Yeah. And then uh, Simone Missick's, Missick, yeah, Missick, the bounty, she's a bounty hunter. You might oh know right. her from uh, Iron Fist, not Iron Fist. Oh, she was in Iron Fist, I think, as well. But also Luke Cage. Oh, okay, yeah. She was Misty Knight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She ended up with a robotic arm. Yeah. She's great. I really like her. Yeah. So she plays Trep, who's a bounty hunter. Yeah. Who's been deployed by another meth. Oh. Meth <laughs> loves, love, love, love Kovacs. Can I hazard a guess as to who that meth might be? Who? Because I haven't no, seen it's it. No, it's not. It's not. No. It's not Neil McDowell. No, it's not no. Neil McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I not. love the way you just looked at me and went, no, it's not. No, because I thought that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's hired him to help this meth because this meth thinks someone's out to kill him. Oh, okay. When he wakes up, yeah, he's back on Highland's world. Ooh. The one place he didn't want to be, and the one place I didn't want him to be. Oh, why because is that? It's supposed to be an apology show, yeah. Yeah. So each each year he gets a new sleeve, but he also can get to a new planet. But this year he got a new sleeve. He just ended back on the planet he was last year. But yeah. I think it's because they wanted to save money on stage because it's an expensive show. And I don't think he's got that big of a viewership on uh, Netflix. Because if you go on there now and have a look, then they'll do the top 10. Yeah. Most of you things. All yeah. commons are like nine or... How? Or, or maybe How? five or six or something. You know what's at number two? What? Strangers still. And Strangers looks like an ITV drama. And it is an ITV drama. Yes. And it is nowhere near. And I talked about the tropes yeah, that yeah. they use in season one. Strangers is full of them, and they're executed terribly. Yes. Tropes in this, executed brilliantly. But that's what I think they did. They saved the set, so they yeah. said, well, we'll set it back on Highlands World. And then when I read some people, they said, oh, yeah, well, the story's like, he's going to be back on Highlands World because he's got things to look after, sort out from back well, in his past. He's got his fireflies to look after now, hasn't he? Yes, exactly. So he's like, oh, yeah, so back on Highlands World. Yeah. And there's some shots in it. You know when they did the market shot? Yeah, yeah. It always looks the same. Yeah, every shot, yeah. Every yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. And they seen in this as well. He's like, and they, they keep going to the different, the same place over and over again they did last season and yeah. I was just like I wish we'd gone to another world just to see something a little bit different maybe yeah just some, something just a little something different for the visual palette you know just to make us feel like it, it is a different season yeah and there's never any sunlight either I mean no. when we're in the town it's always dark and it's always miserable well that is cyberpunk futures for you is that the ground level is always so polluted so miserable yeah there's mm -hmm. never any sunlight exactly yeah. and um, also, we're still on me negatives yeah okay, okay, okay yeah and uh I felt like in the first season, yeah. around about season five for me, episode five, the first season is when it started picking up, when it started going into his backstory. We started mm. to learn a bit more about the envoys. I think it was episode four was the first one, Nora Iru or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. see like the Kovacs, the yeah. original Kovacs leave and things like that. Yeah. And they started going in, they started to evolve that bit of the mystery a little bit more. Yeah. Started to expand. It's less of a detective show from then on. Yeah, very much so. You're kind of in the, you're in the mix then. Yeah, you exactly. You've kind of got all your pieces you need by that point. Yeah, exactly. Point. I yeah. think that's when it started picking up but to me this felt the other way around oh really that when it started to go into the backstory of another character yeah i'm not going to mention for spoilers yeah. reasons yeah then i started going e oh, e oh, oh, oh started slowing down oh no they didn't slow down it's just it felt a little bit like magic right i feel like they introduced magic and i do not oh, like it in a sci-fi show no. i was like can we just keep it sci-fi this feels a little bit sci-fi via doctor who this Oh, look, technology and aliens, that's sci-fi. Yes. Yeah, that's all you need, technology well, this, and aliens. Well, this is aliens. Oh, okay. But okay. it still feel a little bit, it still feel a little bit Doctor Who. I, I know, I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's not a Deus Ex Machina. Okay. 
because it doesn't help out the uh, protagonist. Right. But it kind of does, but it's like, I don't know what it is. There is a name for it, but I don't know exactly what it is. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I'll have a look at it and I'll see if I can, I can find out during the week for you what the, the right name would be for that. Yeah, also... Yep. The, the two stories, like the first season, the two stories started to co- coalesce a little bit oh, more. Right, yeah. and now it feels like the A story and the B story were sort of separated and they never felt sort of they stuck together a little bit more. Yeah, because I would say there was probably three uh, strings, if you like, three concurrently running storylines yeah. in the first season that then yeah. came to end. But what you're saying is these two are like two concurrent Well, there are three storylines running through this one as well, but yeah. the first... But they're more like parallel Well, the other, the other two are fairly weak and they sort of flap into it, but right. not in a good way. Oh, okay. Via the magic thing again, I keep, like, referring to. It's such a... I, I don't... Now, no, no, I'll ask you the question at the end. Carry on, because I don't want to sort of slide right, but down. That, but that is all... Your my, negatives. Then my negatives. Now to my positives. As I said, the yeah. action in it is top-notch. Yeah. Anthony Mackie... Brings it, he absolutely really? brings it. Yes, he. You watch it, you forget about Joel Kinnaman completely. This, really, this is, this is Anthony Mackie's show. Oh wow, you know well, what I mean? That's a big statement. Yeah, I really love Kinnaman in it. Playing a similar sort of character, or yeah. playing the same character, but bringing yeah. his own thing. Like, there's a part where he's being tortured and he's giving it all in the mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, a bit like that. So you're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know what I mean? So that was, that was quite good. I like the uh, Simone Missy's character uh, Trep. Yeah. Yeah, so because uh, she's got a little bit of, so you see what's life like for a person who lives on Highlands as well. Because she's a bounty hunter, yeah. but she's got a wife who owns a bar. They've got oh, a right. kid who they're renting a new sleeve for because he died. Yeah. So and they, so there's a hard times for them. She's looking for her brother, so she's looking for someone else as well. Ah, and she's joined the the band of fireflies, so to speak. Yes, exactly. So yeah. there's that. And then poor Poe. Yeah. As I say, he loses memories. Also, making friends with a new AI, ah. called, who's just called Dig. Dig three hundred one, is yeah, it? Yeah, three hundred one, because yeah. that's what the Dig site he was used on. Ah. So it's all they, them two sort of learning to, about each other, and yeah. you know, and you're learning more what it's like to be an AI. Yeah. So I thought that was quite that was quite interesting as well. So and then so to wrap it all up, I was going to say, are there any more positives? Is that I was like, we we kind of went on a bit of a, a bit more of the negatives, but the positives. Well, I well, like Anthony Mackie is brings it with the action. But, but, but a lot of the show is action. Oh, I mean, well, so well, you mean a lot of the show yeah. is action and that yeah. that thing and and there's know. some good performances which was really All the, everyone's great in it. Everyone yeah. everyone's bringing their own game and there's not a weak performance in it. So so basically they've managed to carry that on over from yes. season one. The only bit of nudity is yeah. a five second shot of the the main the main governess of the the planet. Right, okay. When she changes sleeves, because one sleeve gets killed. Yeah. So she gets a new, because she's a meth, so she gets a new yeah. sleeve, which is exactly the same. Yeah. And you see her walk out, and she's naked. You see it for about five seconds. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a decent amount of nudity. It's probably yeah. a amount of nudity for a show. It's not like totally... There a was a lot. But I wouldn't yeah. counter it ever so slightly, because it's all about the morality of it all. And in the first season, what I, f- I felt like they were trying to do was because they were saying your sleeves are nothing. That is not what makes you. Your body mm-hmm. is irrelevant. You don't, you know, you can't be objectified or used for your body because your body isn't what makes you. It's all about your stack, all about your soul. So I felt like they tried to devalue what nudity actually is, what the value of the human form is, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's why they felt they could get away with it. But there's a lot of it. Even yeah, yeah. even if you come in it with a mindset, you're like, yeah, I know, but I don't need to see that many naked sleeves. Yeah, exactly. Know, like, could we not grow some sleeves of some mm-hmm. like, you know? Some skin, like not skin, uh, uh, so like like camouflage or, or like some sort of clothing that's just 
yeah. on them to start mm-hmm. with, maybe at the grades after, you know, like yeah, first exactly. 30 minutes are awake or something like that. But So so my, this is my roundup, my, yeah. my roundup, yeah. So I think the action and the lead's better, the right. lead character's better. Yeah. The plot is not as good as the first one. Ooh. I don't think he's as windy as complicated as yeah. I like a light to make you think you can sort of figure out what's going on and there is no more to go on to right okay yeah. the plot I think once he starts to get to a point where he gets revealed yeah and I think the ending there's a bit of the ending and I was just like really are we gonna do that seems like they're going in a direction you're not happy with but there's two mystery characters that I can't tell you now yeah spoilers and both of them are great okay okay so well, fun, that was fun so okay to wrap it up it's a sci-fi cyberpunk action mystery show yeah, which yeah. is what I love. That's my favourite kind of show. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how have we like? never discussed this before? I don't know. It, it was beyond me <laughs> exactly. when we brought it up. See, so for me, it's binge, there we go. it's binge, and it's binge. <laughs> it's binge, and it's binge. Well, I've only seen season one, and I'm saying binge. Yeah. But based on season one, I know I'm going to binge season two. Yeah. So I'm proud to say, and we didn't give it a ranking last um, week. We didn't review it last week. No, well, no, Hunters, that was, sorry. We didn't give the binge fringe a cringe no, to right. Hunters last week. I'm giving that fringe, right. Hunters, but we now officially have our first binge. Ooh. Hopefully it's not three years until the next season. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. With that in mind, because we've got our all-important part two coming up next. Top of the flops. And with that all said, Gary, yeah. it's time to end. It is time to end. Another episode. If you do listen to the show, be it live or be it on podcast, Get in touch. We're nice guys. We like talking to people. We don't do this because we want to be famous. We don't do this because we want to be mon- we want to make loads of money. We do it because we love what we're talking about, and we like entertaining people, and we like being part of a community, and that's what we're part of. You know, yes, exactly. Radio, podcasting, that audio creativity is a community, and we are really proud to be a part of it. So, if you're listening to this, get in touch. You know, have a chat with us. Maybe there's something in the episode you think, you know what? You guys should talk about this. You know, maybe you've got some great comic news. Maybe you've got some great film news, a little scoop or something. Have a chat with us. We don't bite. But how can they have a chat with us, Gary? Oh, your links. Your links are a thing of beauty. You can reach us on social media. We've just revamped the page. Another show with Gary and Daryl, where you will see content from Pop Culture Climate as well as Top of the Flops, you can catch us on Twitter, another show, 2020. Although you, we haven't even tweeted from that one well, yet. Well, it's actually a show, 2020. <laughs> it's no, there's no tweets there, but there will be tweets there. Instagram <laughs> is another show, 2020. We are on Spotify. Just search for another show and Top of the Flops. We are on Apple. We are on Google, Breaker, Stitcher, Podbean. We are on so many places for your listening pleasure. And with that in mind, it's bye from him. And bye from him. Bye from him.